Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, my name's Kevin McDonnell, and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. There are a few things that are debated continuously in life. Things like football, which team is the better team, which league is the better league. Things like politics, who do you vote for? And also things like, should you invest in property or should you invest in stocks? In this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be doing a deep dive into why you should be investing in property over stocks. I'm going to look at why I invest in property and the things I love about property that you don't really get when looking at stocks. Now, I'm biased. I'm a property guy. So I started in property 17 plus years ago and I've built up a decamillion pound property business over the last few years. So I love property. I don't necessarily understand the stock market in huge detail, certainly not in the detail that I understand property in, but I am going to look at it from my point of view and how I see it. So yes, some of you may be stock market traders, stock market investors, and that's great, but property certainly is somewhere where the majority, the masses, will understand more and understand better. So I've been in property for over 17 years. I started out, I made loads of mistakes. I bought the wrong types of properties in the wrong areas. I didn't have the systems in place. I didn't have the right knowledge. I didn't really know what I was doing. But I kept going and I learned and I implemented that learning and I've recovered to build a decamillion pound property business. We've got over 250 personal tenants plus manage over 150 tenants for other people as well. I've built up multiple different income streams all within the property sector. So when it comes to property, I've been there and done that. I have in the past, before I became a property expert, looked at lots of other things. I looked at network marketing. I looked at the stock market. I dabbled in all of these things. And the one that I felt was the best thing to go forward on and really deep dive and spend the rest of my life implementing was property. Why? More millionaires and more billionaires are created through property than anything else. The richest people on this planet, they either made their money in property or they invest their money into property. I mean, those people that even make money in the stock market, what do they do with that, their money? They put it into property. So here's my take on it. Should you invest in property or should you invest in the stock market? Well, I guess the starting point is, depending on your personality, your lifestyle, what your sort of preferences are and what you love and your comfort with risk. What do you see more risky? And we look at what the risks are in the stock market against what the risks are in property as we go through this episode. So what's the main differences between property and stocks? Well, with the property, it's actually something tangible. You can go inside it and touch it and feel it before you ever buy it. You can walk by it, you can visit it, you can, you, it's bricks and mortar, it's right there, you can see what you've got. You can control your return. You know every single month the income that that property can generate from, for you and you can physically see that money drop into your bank account. 
So property is a lot more illiquid than the stock market. What I mean by that is that when you want to get your investment back out completely, i.e. sell the property, then that could take anything from a few weeks to a few months. With the stock market, if you want to sell it, you could probably sell it within a few hours. So the stock market is much more liquid than the property market. However, with the stock market, you do need specialist skills. You need to know the types of stock to buy, the types of companies to be invested in. You need to research a lot more stuff than you would to start off in property. Your returns in the stock market can massively fluctuate. When you look at a stock market, you can always see the lines are going up, the lines are going down, people are buying, people are selling, and it's a very emotional decision. Sometimes the stock market value of a stock will move based on the emotions of the people who are invested into that stock. When there's a big pandemic like the COVID-19 crisis, the stock market massively dropped in value. The property market didn't drop in value. Why did the stock market drop so quickly, so dramatically? Because people panicked and the masses have their money in the stock markets, pension funds, small amounts of savings, and they want to move and get their money out quickly through fear of a massive drop. And what happens is people are consistently trying to sell, sell, sell as that market drops further and further down. The property market doesn't drop as quick. So yes, it can take a lot longer to get your money back out when you want to sell. However, it doesn't drop like a stone as the stock market can when there is an external factor introduced into the mix like COVID-19. With both the stock market and with property, you can outsource everything. But here's the thing, you have much more control with property. You outsource your stock market trading to a broker or a brokerage firm or even your pension fund. I know a lot of people, and you're probably at home right now, ask yourself this question. Do you even know what stocks your money is invested in? Have you got money in the stock market and you've got no idea what companies that money is invested in? When I worked in a corporate job for Lang O'Rourke for years, I was putting money into my pension pot and a company, a brokerage firm, was putting that money into the stock market for me. I had no idea what companies that money was invested into. Total lack of control. Yes, outsourced, but outsourced to who and outsourced into what? With property, you can still completely outsource everything. You can get a letting agency to manage the property for you. But they will still tell you the name of your tenant, how much you're getting paid every month. They'll put money in your bank account every single month from the profit from that rental income. So even though it's fully outsourced, you have got more visibility and more control. Quite often I've met people at events and we'll get into a conversation about property over the stock market and they'll pull up this report on Google saying, oh yes, you could get maybe 3% a year return on property. But look at this, you're getting 8% return on the stock market. That's 5% more. Now, for the amateur looking at the data from a Google report, that might look like 5% more, but it's not in reality more. Quite often, less is more. What do I mean by that? Well, here's the thing about property. If you had £100,000 and you were looking to invest it in property or invested in the stock market, here's what you would do. The hundred grand in the stock market would buy you £100,000 worth of stock. 
the hundred grand in property would buy you 400 grand's worth of property in today's market. Why? Because you can leverage banks' money. For every hundred grand of property you buy, you can borrow 75% of that money from the bank. So a hundred grand property, 25 grand of your money, 75 grand of the bank's money. Meaning for the hundred grand you put in the stock market at 8%, you can buy 400 grand's worth of property where you leverage 300 grand from the bank, 75%, and you put 100 grand of your own money in, the 25%. Now let's analyze the numbers on that. So you've invested your hundred grand into the stock market because you looked at a Google report and seen 8% return as opposed to 3% return on property. So your hundred grand returns you 8% in the stock market in 12 month period. That's £8,000 profit. You think you've done better than the person who invested in property because they only got 3%. Here's the difference. They got 3% on their 100 grand, but they leveraged the bank's money. They bought 400 grand's worth of property. They got 3% return on the 400 grand, meaning they got £12,000 profit. So for the same 100 grand investment, they made 12 grand. That is where less is more. You got eight grand return on your 100,000 invested in the stock market. I got 12,000 pound return on my 100 grand invested in property. That is 50% more return in the property market on the same amount of money than you've got from your stock market investing. Leverage is the key to success in property. Now, yes, of course, in the stock market, you could get way more than 8% returns. Maybe you were lucky enough to invest in a company like Microsoft, like Apple, like Amazon. And if you had, you would have massively beaten those 8% returns. You'd have a huge return. And what you often hear is people only speaking about these success stories, the Apples, the Amazons. However, for every Apple, for every Amazon that somebody gets success in, There is thousands of companies that go bust. Thousands of companies where you make no return on your money, where you actually lose your entire investment in the stock market. The other thing about it is it's very easy to say, look at the massive returns that somebody made in Apple, in Amazon, in Microsoft. But here's the thing. They had to get in at the start. Now, at the start... Did they know that they were going to be so successful? No, they took a massive punt. So who is going to be the next Apple, the next Amazon, the next Microsoft? Your guess is as good as mine. I have got no idea who the next big company could be. But here's what I do know. I do know that I can go and buy a property. And even if I don't find a tenant, even if I cannot find that tenant to give me that monthly cash flow, my money is safe. Because my money is in the bricks and mortar of that house. I can sell that property if I cannot find a tenant. Now, I'm going to educate myself and make sure I know how to find tenants. Make sure I don't buy a property that's not in a good area where there's good tenant demand. You can do all of that stuff. But you are massively protected from the downside in property because your money is secured in the bricks and mortar of that house. 
If you invest your money into a startup company in the stock market, there is a huge probability that that startup company will not make it past the first three years. The investment properties you invest in have been standing on your streets in your towns for over a hundred years and they'll still be standing there when me and you are long gone. The money is much safer in bricks and mortar. Now don't get me wrong, some properties can cost you money. You could buy a piece of land, you could buy property like I did at the start of my journey, off-plan properties abroad where they never got built or they got built and they were never worth the money they were meant to be worth. This is why I'm not saying that every property makes you money. The right types of property investing makes you money. There's a whole model that we teach at Progressive Property called the Reason Model, which tells you what not to buy in property. When I started my journey, I didn't have the right knowledge, the right education. I went off and I did everything you shouldn't do. So the key to property investing is to focus on cash flow generating properties. Properties that have stood the test of time, that are tried and tested and proven. And then you leverage banks' money to maximize your return. You leverage joint venture partners' money. You leverage private investors' money. You leverage estate agents to find them. You leverage letting agents to manage them. You leverage builders to refurbish them and add value. You outsource and leverage everything, but you keep most of the money. And you massively reduce your risk because you're focused on buying quality properties in proven rental areas. So I already mentioned a pandemic, but here's the thing about a pandemic. It leads to a recession, but it's not the only thing that leads to recession. Lots of things can lead to a recession. Here's what we know about the world, about the economy. There will always be boom and bust cycles. Always. The great thing about property is property is more recession-proof. Stocks are volatile. When there's a recession, if we look at the last big recession, probably the biggest one in history, in 2008-2009, property dropped in value a little bit. However, they have recovered to become higher today than they were back then. Here's what was interesting though. Mortgage rates went down. Why? Because interest rates went down. Interest rates went down. Rents went up. Your monthly cash flow went up. In the stock market in a recession, it's much more volatile. Some stocks that went into massive problems back in 2009, 2010, they did not survive. They completely got wiped out, gone. The properties that went down in value, they're still here today and they've gone back up above the price they were back then. The stocks also no longer paid a dividend. They dropped in value, they were worth less, they didn't pay any dividend. Your property paid you more money every month because the interest rates went down and the rentals went up. So in a time of a recession, property actually returns more money so long as, again, you have invested in the right types of property in the right areas. Another reason why stocks are volatile is you've got no control over that company. You are basically a shareholder. You're not a director of the company. You're not the CEO of the company. And quite often you've seen in the news where a CEO of a company has done something and it's hugely, massively, where you've seen a CEO has done something and it has massively affected in a negative way the value of that stock. Let's look at, remember, Elon Musk. 
a couple of years ago, the Elon Musk, the CEO of, of Tesla, went on the Joe Rogan podcast and smoked weed on the podcast. Overnight, the value of Tesla stocks massively plummeted. That, if you had money invested in it, was completely out of your control. Now, if one of your tenants smoked weed in a property, you have the choice to evict them, give them notice, because that would be a breach of the terms of their contract. You can still keep the house. You can still rent the property out to another person. You could even choose to keep the person who smoked weed in the property in the house. Them smoking weed in your house, apart from damaging your property, would not damage your reputation, damage the value of that property. My suggestion would be clearly to put in a better quality tenant and um, refocus the rules for them. But the point here is you have the control, you have the choice. In the stock market, you don't have any control of what the result of that would be. Same happened with Boeing. Problems with airplanes in the, the new airplane last year that Boeing introduced to the market. Immediately when there was an issue with the airplanes, the stock market levels plummeted massively. You see this all of the time with companies in the stock market. You have got no control of the value of where that stock goes. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. With property, it is much more control, much more clarity on exactly when you are going to get paid and how much you're going to get paid. Everyone's trying to find the next unicorn. You see it all the time, online, on social media. I found the next big stock. This is the stock you should invest in. I've put some money in this stock and look how much it's gone up in value. But they're not seeing the bigger picture the longer term. Quite often with a new stock, a new company, it'll go up in value really high in the first few days on the launch and then it'll drop like a stone within a few months. I see so many people and they're putting huge effort, huge time researching thousands of stock markets, hundreds and hundreds of hours researching different companies, trying to find their unicorn, find that one stock that's going to make it big, one stock that's going to be the next Apple. And the reality is they never actually find it. They never find that stock. They miss out on it every single time. A small percentage of people might get lucky, but the majority, the 99.9%, miss out completely on that stock. If you had put the same effort into property, the same effort into finding a property and converting it to a house of multiple occupation, to maximizing the cash flow from that property, to control your own financial future, to have a tangible asset that you can see the return on every single month. It's the tortoise and the hare. You're going to finish ahead of the people that are spending hundreds of hours trying to find that unicorn, trying to find that dream that never turns into a reality. You have to build your own reality, build your own future. And you can do that much quicker and much safer in property. Stocks come and go. Companies come and go. Banks come and go. Property is here forever. Back in the last recession, 2008, Lehman Brothers, the biggest bank in American history, went bust. Here in the UK, Northern Rock went bust. There was queues of people trying to get their money out of the banks, panicking about trying to protect their life savings. Property will be around forever. People lived in houses 5,000 years ago. People will live in houses in 5,000 years' time. 
there has never been and never will be a safer investment than property. That's why there's that famous saying, invest in land, we're not building any more of it. So that's my take on property over the stock market. There's so many reasons why I love property. I love the income, I love the freedom, I love the fact that you've got that tangible asset. The stock market, I looked at it, I looked at lots of other ways to create wealth when I was starting out in my journey in the early 2000s. And property is the one for me, been tried, tested and proven and stood the test of time. Property is a part of every wealthy person's portfolio. And if you want the same results, you need to make it a part of yours. So to recap, the pros of property is more people understand property. You can see where your money is. You get paid every single month. You can inspect the property before you ever buy it so you know it's good. You can leverage other people's money. Private investors' money, joint venture partners' money, banks' money. You can leverage the entire system around property. You can leverage the management of it and even the finding of it. And it is a hedge against inflation. Just like in the last financial crisis, when there's a crisis... Interest rates go down, property rentals go up. Why did property rentals go up? Because of inflation. With inflation, rents go up and house prices go up. So even though the property pays you today, it increases in value as well as the cash flow. The stock market does not give you the same stuff. With the stock market, it's too emotional. You either sell through panic when stocks are going down or you try and buy through panic when a stock is going down to try and chase your losses. And all that happens is you magnify your losses. It is an emotional decision. You sell when you should hold and you hold when you should sell. With property, you know that you're going to be holding it for the long term. It's not that emotional decision. It's a financial decision. It's an educated decision from day one. So that's my take on property versus stock market. Let me know what you think. Join our Facebook community, the Progressive Property Facebook community. Tag me into a comment. Let me know. Let's start a discussion around your thoughts on property over the stock market. I'd love your feedback. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Progressive Property YouTube channel. We're putting out new content every single week that can help you on your property journey. Remember, the Progressive Property Podcast, it's out every Tuesday on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you're subscribed and I'll see you next week. I've been Kevin McDonnell. You're amazing. Everybody.